Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. By now, I'm sure you know how this one works. It's uh, games, movies, and TV, if I've been doing any of that stuff. Some stuff from the last week, and uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about the gym. Let's go with that. Um, if you're not watching us on YouTube, do jump over. There is a YouTube channel. Just do a search for CookieCast and uh, avoid the one that's talking about making biscuits. Um, jump over there, give us a give us a watch, give us a subscribe, all those juicy things like that. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Uh, this is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Right, I've just spent 20 minutes fanning around trying to change this setup. And uh, now I don't know if that's better or worse or what. I might have just knocked that. That might be what's going on there. Um, how's that? Can you hear me? Oh, big spikes. Cool. Um, hello, it's Cookie. It's Cookie Cast. I imagine you probably know that by now. It's the... Uh, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Bring you in a bit further. How's that? Is that better? That looks a bit better. Um, I don't know if you'll notice or realise or anything. don't know if the sound sounds better. Um, but I am talking to you on some of the new equipment. That's right, ladies and gents. Finally bit the bullet. Bought the, uh, bought the new podcasting equipment. Um... It's not been without its ups and downs, it's trials and tribulations, I'm not going to lie, it's been difficult. Um, Ranging from spending three weeks doing research and not being able to find the answer, and then at the point that I was like, I I don't know what's best to do, found the uh, the answer to my question on Amazon of all places. Um, I don't, I might have mentioned that last week about that there's a search feature, search function, in uh, Amazon Questions, which I never knew about. <coughs> Ooh, there, that's the uh, that's the first update we should be doing. Sickness update. Sickness update is... Uh, slight... Uh, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, I feel loads better. That's not true. I don't. Uh, I feel slightly better. Um, if I'm honest, the, uh, this coronavirus thing starting to get a little, a little bit squirrely on this one. Um, it's the, uh, you know, various different conversations like, oh, there was no, uh, there was none of this and none of that and none of the other at the supermarket. They're really struggling to stock things. So, um, I bought a few more tins of stuff. Alright, did you also uh, buy some banjos and guns while you were there? Um, So yeah, things like big travel restrictions and stuff. So um, yeah, it's starting to to become a bit of a worry. Um, I feel a little better. There was uh, somebody at work today was saying that apparently everybody has 
some form of the coronavirus just in various different levels which I wasn't sure that was true but who knows um so yeah the uh the podcast equipment turned up in a nice timely manner um I decided that I was going to do some form of um I don't know what it's what it would be like a podcast with an instructional video an instructional podcast would that be uh, an instructional podcast with additional video feature you decide um I was going to record uh, like the unboxing the looking at the bits um sort of a bit of a wander through my crazy mind and how my mind tries to piece things together things like buying a microphone that has a multitude of things in it and then taking out um like two-thirds of that stuff and going i don't need this things like that um so i did like over an hour of unboxing and things like that and then was like right i'm now gonna switch audio and two hours later actually stumbled across the solution obviously i'm not going to go through all of that now i say there is a podcast and there's going to be um like i'm going to record a second part to it which i'm going to add on to the end and there'll be more videos and i'll talk you through all the uh the crazy parts of how uh how difficult it was to do um but yeah this is this is me talking to you through the new microphone which i've got set up here um, honestly don't know if it's at the right distance uh, I'm looking at the lines and some of them are like huge and others are tiny um, but if I tell you that we did something in the region about 20 sound tests and uh, seemed to sort of land on a that seems quite good um, and then like I say I went and scuppered it all by uh, moving things around um, the pop filter which I believe it's called was not on the right side for this microphone um, and the arm was attached to a shelf too high so on and so forth again um, I am probably going to upload the um, the instructional video before this podcast so if you're a fan and one of the fans who listens to like everything we do you will have probably heard all of this already um, if you haven't done that, jump over and check it out. Um, I know unboxing videos are quite popular, and I know um, tutorial videos are quite popular, and I know that I could not, for the life of me, find a this is how you connect this to this, this to this, and this to this video. So that means the video that I have, I am in the process of making and will have made by this point could be the only one in existence. So I'm expecting millions and millions of views. Um, so, you know, I'll keep posting on that one. Um, I don't know if I went through in the podcast that I did, but it was a big thing to make this, this jump, this leap. Um, I did go through it, I was saying about how um, if you can't deliver good clean audio you've probably fallen at the first hurdle and for a long time we were able to do that um, we, you know, we're still able to do that it's just 
there's been some issues and me being the way that I am about this stuff those issues um, caused me issues let's say um, so I'm hoping that this will sound better let's say a um, couple of things I'm puzzled by I wonder if that's how it's done I'm trying to work out how to turn the microphone. I can't imagine that the microphone is designed to sit head on. But I've just seen that there's um, a, a screw. Not a screwdriver screw, like a, I don't know, a tightening thing. Um, I'm not going to do it now, because at the moment I can just turn my head. Uh, but I can't imagine that's going to be good for people to sit with their head turned for like an hour. So... Uh, I will test that off air. Um, I'm kind of liking this pop filter. Um, I wonder if the pop is missing from my voice. Um, where did I put my phone? Is it in my pocket? Is it in my pocket? Let's have a looky loo. Um, so, how are you guys? How are you lot doing? You well? Wonderful. You having a good week? I mean, you know, it, it's Monday. Uh, I can tell you this much, I have not had a good Monday. Um, my day started with, you're not going to like this, dot, dot, dot. And uh, yeah, they weren't wrong. Um, so, oh, I've got some right juicy bits on the list this week, kids. I watched a movie. Yeah, that that's, that, that's how... <sighs> That's the good bit. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, I played a computer game. Uh, I might have quote unquote finished said computer game. Um, and all load of other stuff. So let's get into the stuff from the last week. Um, as you all know by now, um, and, and and you are listening to this, so it's not going to come as much of a surprise that me and podcasts kind of go hand in hand. Um, it's, it's a love and a passion, and it's something that um, that is me. You know, me and podcasts go, go together. Um, if I'm honest, looking back, um, I had intended to start a podcast about... What was it, about 18 months, uh, I mean, you're looking about three years ago, was my intention to start a podcast, um, due to the various things that were going on in my life that, at that time, um, that wasn't overly possible, also for the fact that I just didn't have faith, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not a famous person, so I can't have a podcast, simple as that, uh, and then, you know, I had to work on that side of it um but i love podcasts um i enjoy i enjoy listening to music and the reverse points of time that i listen to music if i'm driving i'm listening to music if i'm in the house i'm listening to music um but if i'm at work if i'm in the gym it's podcast clock um i listen to the same podcasts 
Um, every now and then I pick up a new one, but then every now and then I do drop one, or they end. That's been a really weird thing. A long-running podcast that I was listening to, which, you know, uh, Town, uh, it, it has apparently ended. Uh, I think I've mentioned that previously. It just seems, it seems strange to me that that's an option. Anyway, um... So, I listen to all these podcasts by all these different people, um, and you get used to listening to a host, or a, a co-host, or, or whatever. Um, one of the people that are in question is Matt Maron, and I have previously in the past talked about how I feel that Matt Maron is a double-edged sword. He's what I feel a particularly bad interviewer i find him to be quite a bad interviewer and i've done i've I've talked about this previously on the other side is that he gets the best guests hands down the best guests so it's hard to ignore his podcast even though i feel his interviewing techniques aren't the best when he's talking to people you want to listen to one of the weirdest things is that when you listen to this podcast, it's Mark Maron interviews X, Mark Maron interviews Y, Mark Maron talks to Barack Obama. Uh, one of my favourite ones of the recent time has been Mark Maron talks to John Goodman. Um, Mark Maron talks to all different kinds of people. Great. A weird realisation recently was that I'd never heard X person talks to Mark Maron, i.e. I'd never heard Mark Maron on another podcast. Um, I was aware that he had done like a handful, um, but I've been listening to the Burtcast. Um, I've already talked about the Burtcast stuff. Like I didn't, li- I've never listened to it up till recently, and I'm now currently working through quite a substantial backlog. Um, I downloaded the episodes of the people that I wanted to listen to. One of them, no surprise at this point in time, was Mark Maron. Like, yeah, you know, I listen to Maron and uh, I like Bert and the two together are probably quite interesting. So I listened to Mark Maron being interviewed, essentially, on by Bert Kreischer on the Bert cast and was blown away. Because for all the stuff that I say about Mark Maron with his... As an interviewer, with sort of his interviewing techniques, what I found was that he was quite a fascinating person when he was being interviewed. I got really into this podcast. It's one of the one of the podcasts that's really stood out to me recently, in the sense that I was just like, "Wow, this guy's like this guy's really interesting." I can't give you an example. It was, um, I mean, I'm 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 talking is probably at least a week ago, not at least. It will be a minimum of a week ago that I listened to this podcast. Um, but I was just blown away by listening to somebody that I have opinions of as far as their interviewing techniques are concerned, being interviewed and talking about them, because he does talk about himself a lot, but in particular ways, and he was being asked specific questions and those questions were about him and not necessarily the things that he openly talks about so it was really interesting 
see now I'm distracted because the laptop's gone off and normally when I'm recording a podcast that would be the bit where I'd relax a little uh, whereas in actual fact at this point in time now I'm a bit twitchy because now I can't see the blue lines um, but I'm working on the principle if I keep the microphone this distance um, I'll turn my head a little bit how's that, is that better? is that better or worse? did you just have to turn me down? Um, like so many women in my life you just turned me down. Um, so that was that. Obviously, like I say, I'm working my way through the Burkcast. And again, a very similar situation came up. And that situation was that Burt Kreischer had on the Burkcast Ralph Garman. Now, Ralph Garman is, I know him through Hollywood Babylon and then ultimately through other things. But I, I first came across Mark Garman through Hollywood Babylon. So it was like, here's Hollywood Babylon, um, and, and and that's that. So it was a case of, again, he does certain segments on Hollywood Babylon. <coughs> he does impressions, he does this, he does that, he does the other. But it was all very, very much the same, you know, every, every week or however often they're doing them at this point in time. It was, Ralph Garman does this bit. Ralph Garman does that bit. So then, Bert Kreischer has Ralph Garman on. Doesn't really know a massive amount about him. There's a point where he's like, so when did you quit drinking? And Ralph's like, uh, never. I've never quit drinking. And he, it was kind of like he was offended by the suggestion. He was like, who told you that? Because whoever it was was wrong. Um... Not in, like a, not in like a mean way, but in a very, I definitely have not quit drinking. Um, but again, another fascinating person. You Every now and then you get tiny snippets. Kevin Smith's quite interested in Ralph Garman. So he does ask him questions when they're doing Hollywood Babylon. Um, but yeah, it was very much a... Um, You've got to find out all the stuff. You've got to find out about his past, his acting career, his voice work, how he went from one thing to another to another, um, his connection with Seth MacFarlane and how that grew his career. All of that. And it was like, that's really interesting. That's interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd written down on my list about how you listen to podcasts, I listen to podcasts, and you listen to these people in these settings and these scenarios and these situations, and you never really learn anything about them. And then you get into a situation where you do find out about them, and you're like, my God, that person's fascinating. Um, so, yeah, really interesting to listen to almost like the other side of things, the other side of these people. Um, it was it was good enough, it was interesting enough for me to write down. I even put Mark Maron and Ralph Garman in the, uh, in the little brackets. Um, so, I went out. This is a different subject, by the way. I was just preoccupied, so it didn't sound like I was changing subjects. Went out last... Wednesday? Anybody who listens to the football podcast will know the answer to this. Uh, 
I think it was Wednesday, I think I went last Wednesday, to watch Middlesbrough versus Puh, Scum. And if you don't if you don't know football, what that means is I went to watch Middlesbrough versus Leeds. Did a podcast about it, that's already up. Uh, if you haven't heard it and you have an interest in that sort of stuff, go and have a listen. It's not all about the football, it's about a little bit about the the fandom, uh, the supporters, uh, the issues that football has with said fans and supporters and things. Um, so, like I say, uh, it's not just about football. Even if you're not a football fan, do go and have a little listen. Um, I have a lot to say about um, situations. Something that I didn't talk about at the time, something that me and James Panas had a conversation about was, um, he was like, oh, uh, I'm off out for a, for a smoke. I'll give you some money, go and get the drinks. Me and him were both drinking soft drinks at this point in time. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. He gave me six pounds. Uh, he was like, can't imagine it's going to be more than six quid. I was like, no, definitely not. Can you guess what's coming? So I went to the bar, said to the guy, can I have a glass of lemonade and a Diet Coke? He was like, halves or pints? It's like, make them pints. Like, pints of, you know, soft drinks. He went away, he came back. Now, the first thing is, I'd asked for a pint of each of these drinks. And he came back with, you know these Coke glasses? That are quite large at the top, admittedly. But they taper down really thin at the bottom. My argument at this point in time is there is absolutely no way you can get a pint in those glasses. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how tall they are. They are about as tall as a bog standard pint glass. I have a pint glass here with water in, which I'm going to have a drink from now. There is absolutely no way you can tell me that those Coke glasses are a pint. And they're certainly not a pint when you return from wherever you've magic these glasses of drinks from with a clear inch of space away from the top. So I'm like, oh, you didn't want to fill the glasses then or what? So he's like, there you go. Uh, that's uh, £5.65, please. Said it with a straight face. He wasn't wearing a mask and he wasn't holding a gun. So I handed over the £6 because Mr Panas had the, uh, had the change, the cash, whatever you want to call it. Um, he gave me 35p change. Actually, that's not even true. He gave me 30p change. So, Lord knows what's happened there. Maybe maybe it was five seven eight. I don't know. He gave me thirty p change. I uh, took the drinks, took the change, went back to the table, popped the drinks down, put the change in front of James's drink. He came back and he sat down. He looked at his change. He looked at his drink and he was like, "Bloody hell! It's almost cheaper to drink alcohol." And this has been something that's been going on for ages. Um, I remember years ago hearing about. A bar where if you walked in, told them that you were the designated driver for a group of people and you handed them your car keys, 
you drank soft drinks for free all night because you were you are des i personally think that every single pub should do that i think that pubs should offer a free soft drink policy because at the end of the day it is encouraging the oh well you know if it's going to cost me that much for a soft drink i might as well just have a pint you know and then that one pint leads to another pint i'll have a soft drink after this one that way you know i'll be a bit more sober for when i drive home and so on and so forth if we were doing the policy of soft drinks are free because let's not forget the way those soft drinks are produced it uses like a syrup and soda water to make a pretend glass of coke i think they i think it works out that they cost 5p for like a pint i remember uh, working for um for a hotel and i was told that whilst i was there i could drink as many soft drinks like diet coke lemonade or anything that comes out of the the tap thing i could drink as many of those as i wanted and i was like what really and they were like yeah they cost practically nothing to produce knock yourself out point being as what i wasn't going to bankrupt them by having a couple of of free soft drinks um and yeah i just like are we really in a world where i don't know if i like saying things like that anymore is it really a situation where we can pass up the opportunity to get six quid out of someone who is going to drive it, it was it felt a little depressing to me to think about you know the the per, the odd person who would maybe say oh, i'm not paying six, i'm not paying three quid for a glass or whatever i'll pay x x amount of money for a pint of lager or a pint of whatever um i don't know it was something that at the time it struck me as being a bit depressing is that that what i want to say it is depressing but hey what else is on my list i'm not sure i've got much else I wrote about how it took me three hours to set up the new podcast equipment. I feel like I'm getting a bit of a crick in my neck. I need to turn this microphone. But I don't want to do it now. Because I don't want you guys to hate me. Shall we have a go? Because I'm looking at the one over there. And that that one has moved. Alright, I'm trying it. I'm trying it. Oh, hey, hey, up. Look at that. Alright, tighten it back up. Move this guy, like that. Or like that or something. How's that? Now we're talking. Wish I could see the blue line, see if that made any difference. Um. Anyway, that was like, yeah, it took me, it took me three hours to set all this up. Um. And the best, the best bit is that I haven't set everything up, um, and I'm going to need to before 
Wednesday. And... Um, I, when I was looking through the um, the specifications for all this, I couldn't find a length for the cable for the microphones. Um, and now I know what the length of the cable from the microphone is, and that cable length is not long enough for what I want. So I've already ordered some uh, longer cables. I think there's a there's a rumor that you can connect cable to cable, which if that's true, it's going to be super cool. My fear is that that's not true, uh, and then I'm then I'm gonna have to monkey around with these cables. Um, but anyway, like I said, there's gonna be there's gonna be a podcast which you'll have almost definitely heard by now. Um, right. So I watched a film. Um, that is that. I watched a film. It. It wasn't a great experience from start to finish, if I'm honest. Um, so the problem is this. Um, I bought for Leon It Chapter 2. Um, problem was that we said that we weren't going to get it. We weren't going to buy it. She owns It Chapter 1. Um, and I, I'm like, oh, you know, you've got the first part, yeah, but... And the yeah, but was that it hadn't had very good reviews, which surprised me. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, people want different things from films these days, so... Um, fair enough, and... Well, whatever. But I bought it as a gift... And sometimes a gift can override other things. So I was like, I think that's fair. I'll get her it. I'm sure she'll want it. I'm sure she'll want to watch it. So on and so forth. So. <coughs> we picked a point in time to watch it. That point. <coughs> excuse me. That point in time was Saturday night. We sat down to watch the movie. We put it on. We got so far. I was like, oh, I need a break. I need to uh, get. I, I'd like had some tea, and you know, I wanted some sort of a pudding. Let's say a pudding. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, let's let's pause the film, go and get some uh, some pudding, more drinks, things like that, and come back. Which we did. However. Here's where things started going downhill. Because when you pause stuff, this was a Blu-ray, so we paused it. And on the screen, it told us how long we'd watched and how long the film was. So the how long we'd watched was 46 minutes. How long the film was? Nearly three hours. It was two hours, 50 minutes. And uh, we were like, what? Now, I remember the um, the original Stephen King It TV movie, which I'm pretty sure was two hour and a half sort of films. Uh, part one and part two sort of thing. Each were an hour and a half. So the whole thing together was three hours. 
I was like, why is this film three hours long? This should be like an hour and a half. To me, that was a proper no-brainer. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, which I can't imagine, um, there's many people out there that don't know. And this isn't a spoiler, so I feel like I'm okay sort of saying about this. Um, the first part is done when the, the the loser club are children. And the second part is done when the children grow up to be adults. Uh, this was set 27 years later. I'm not sure if that's the same in the original. I imagine it is. Um, they make an oath to come back if it returns. No surprises, it returns. So I'm a bit like, okay, we had the kids in the first one, we've got the adults in the second one. But there was all these flashbacks to when they were kids. And I was a bit like, do we need this? Then they start throwing in all the horror movie cliches. But this film's a 15... So we can't go full-blown horror movie. We've got to go teen horror movie. So it's like, oh, this person, oh, there's somebody, there's got something behind them, there's going to be something behind them. And they turn around and they go, there's nothing behind me. And you're like, oh, okay. And they turn back and it's there. Because they started off with, uh, you know, is there going to be something behind them? Yes, there's going to be. Um... I'd seen a clip of, of this, of chapter two, at one point that was super creepy, uh, which was the this bit where the, the woman in it goes to see where she used to live, and there's an old woman that lives there, and it was proper creepy. Um, so I'm like, this film does not need to be this long. Take out the flashbacks for a start. We probably don't need them. So there was that. Something that really stood out to me um, was that the CG in this film was particularly bad. There was a bit where, again, in a flashback, one of the kids was sat on a bench and he was attacked by this big statue and the cg was terrible likewise with the bit uh, where, where with the old woman um there's some cg in that and it was awful and i said at the end i was like here's what they should have done they should have made that film an hour and a half taken out all the the bump all the filler all the unnecessary stuff and what they should have also done is taken the cg not spread it so thin that it had to be terrible, and instead done good CG in less time. Um, there was a couple of um, couple of bits where I honestly believe that the actors were like were a bit like, do, do, do you seriously want me to say that or do that or whatever? Um, what's his name? Oh, I mean. The brain is not here, I'm afraid. Um, for fuck's sake, what is his name? Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll keep going and I'll, I'll come back to it. Um, yeah, there was some real proper bad, 
like bits where they were like oh so we're looking at this thing that we can't see but we now have to act when there's nothing there those sorts of things you could tell that they were just like i don't really know what's going on so i'll just i'll kind of act there's a few of those bits as well um it's got the the one name i can remember is that that bill hader is it i find him to be incredibly hit and miss there are times i see him and there are times i see him in things and i think he's okay and there are other times i see him in things and i just find him infuriatingly annoying no surprises this was a infuriatingly annoying version of him man it wasn't it wasn't great um all in all i got to the end of the film and i was like that was three hours of my life i'm never going back it wasn't good uh there was like each element felt very much like this has been done wrong the length of time completely unnecessary the flashbacks unnecessary i mean i get like you know for for story purposes probably necessary but i didn't feel they were necessary some of the acting was particularly poor and the cg was terrible weird 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 cameo as well there's a bit this isn't a spoiler but there's a bit where there was a cameo maybe it is a spoiler there's a cameo in it that I was like, why is he in this? Because I can't imagine that he endorses this, but at the same time, I presume he must do. Um, from start to finish, from top to bottom, that was a bad film. Um, I now see why it got particularly terrible reviews. Um, you know, a lot of these things you have to watch for yourselves, and often, you know, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. And other times you're not. And this was one of those times. Um, the big, you know, two of the big things for me. One, I'm annoyed that I bought it. Uh, I said, I was like, well, I'm really glad I bought that. Because let's face it, are you ever going to sit down to watch a three hour film that's not very good again? So there was that. Um, the other thing is. Um, I can't remember where I heard this piece of information. But it's super creepy. So I'm going to pass it on to you. So that if you didn't know this and you end up seeing either of these films, you'll have to take note of it. Uh, Bill Skarsgård has the ability to do something which is super creepy. And that thing is... He can independently turn his eyes so that one eye can look in one direction and the other eye can look in a different direction. The reason that that makes things super creepy is the one thing you can do is you can use one eye to look directly into the camera and then he can use his other eye to look away and it's really creepy. If you've never noticed it, if you've never seen it, look out for it if you get the opportunity super creepy and the weirdest thing is i know that he had like these really bad nightmares after having done the first it like chapter one 
he suffered from really bad nightmares playing that character. Which I can see, you know, people and clowns, I know people don't get on with the whole clown thing. So I get it. Um, but he was creepy. But it was also a bit like he wasn't in it. I don't know if that was an element that that it just it wasn't it wasn't great if I'm honest. Um, so all of those elements put together made, and it was very much a, the elements that went up to make not a great film. Uh, far too long. So, like I said earlier, I did watch a film, but that's where the good the good news ended. I'm afraid. Um. I am still watching Full Metal Alchemist in the gym. Oh, I ruined the end. Uh, and that's the, I mean, the end of the podcast, not the end of Full Metal Alchemist. I know what happens at the end. Um, well, yeah, so I'm still watching it. Um, there's been, I think there's been the first mention of those, there's like this, um, like a city but it's like a military defense and that is like the back end of that series is pretty much all set there and i think they've had the first mention of that um so at the moment ed is stuck inside gluttony if you have never heard of it or seen it that that means absolutely nothing and if you have heard it and have seen it then you know exactly what i'm talking about um it's good, it's enjoyable, and it's keeping me busy on the treadmill. Um, so, that ticks the biggest box I need it to tick at this point in time. Like I say, I would like something new, and I maybe feel like I'd like some new anime to watch. Um, but there's not a lot of that out there in the world at the moment, so... Uh, so, yeah. Um, right. I also mentioned that I had um, played and, in fact, finished a game. Uh, anybody who keeps up with the podcast probably knows which game that is, and you would be correct. It is the game Days Gone. So, when I say I've finished it, thanks to having a conversation with podcast alum JK, uh, I, I, he told me that uh, the end isn't the end, people. Uh, and I had to pass that on to somebody else today because they were like, oh, I picked up a copy of Days Gone. It's like, oh, I need to tell you something. When you get to the end, just check the um, the missions just to make sure that you have actually finished it. Because they did the, oh, don't give me any spoilers. And I was like, all right then, just make sure you've finished it. Um, I can tell you what I didn't tell them, which was, apparently when you finish the game, if you go to the storyline section, there are storylines that are only 90% complete. It's designed to make you keep playing, which I was happy to do, because just before the end of the game, the game then tells you where all the hordes are in the game. I spent the entire game avoiding the hordes, but uh, towards the back end you get to a point where you probably strong enough, upgraded enough, have enough weapons and things like that to be able to deal with uh, certainly the smaller hordes. Um, and it turns out that there's a way that you can look at the hordes on the screen uh, on the map and it'll tell you whether it's a big one or a small one. Small ones you can pretty much deal with with a couple of grenades and a machine gun. Um, the next size up you might need uh, 
a couple more grenades, let's say, um, and a, a whole host of machine gun bullets. Something that's been, I feel, is a glitch, and it's becoming a bit of a annoyance to me at this point, because I've technically finished it, but I haven't finished it. When I go to fight some of these hordes, to me, a horde, you know, the clue's in the name, they're supposed to be a group of zombies. And I've dealt with some hordes up to this point where the quote-unquote groups of zombies are spread out all over the area. That's not a horde, that's a load of zombies spread out all over the place. There's one that I've done where I've killed two-thirds of the horde, the bar has gone down two-thirds, can't find the rest of them. I've been to all three areas where they could possibly be, and they're not there. And I'm now like, are they just wandering the countryside and I have to go and hunt them all down? Um, that's It's annoying and it's getting more annoying when at this point in time I'm basically wiping out hordes waiting for missions to pop up. Um, I had a horrible feeling towards the back end of the game that it was going to turn on me. Basically there was a part where I was like, you have to go and deal with the second biggest horde in the game. I was like, but I've managed to avoid them all the way until this point. It was like, yeah, well, tough. So I went and I set up a load of traps and it took me a good few goes to be able to do it. And the game was like, cool, well done. You now need to deal with the biggest horde in the game. And I'm like, wonderful. And what was nice about that was it took me three days... Uh, probably somewhere in the region of about three hours watching videos on YouTube. Um, as I've said to people, do you know who else watches videos on YouTube? The uh, the game developers, because every time I watched a video, and they're like, oh, here's the easy way to do the uh, sawmill horde. I'm like, cool. And I was like, all oh, right, I watched the video, I watched the video. All right, I got to go. Like, oh, man, that does look easy. So I'd follow the steps in the video and found that, like, oh, go through this window. Yeah, that window doesn't exist anymore, mate, so I can't do that. Go and stand on top of this machine. There's no way to get there because it's been taken away. Jump in the water and stand on a rock. There isn't a rock. Basically, I think the game developers have been watching people doing the quote-unquote easy methods, which ultimately is cheating, and removing the ways for them to be able to cheat. Great for game developers to be able to do that, not great for people like me who are shit at games and go, I can't do this. So three days, I'd been trying. Uh, there was a point where I was like, right, I'm giving this one more go. I'm going to do an amalgamation of all of the things that I've seen on all of these videos and I'm gonna give it a good go but if I can't do it I might have to let this go and put it on the shelf with control so I went I got myself set up I was trying to do like a stealthy method problem being is once you got so far through trying to do it stealthy the zombies were like oh there he is he's in that bush get him and I'd get him so I'm doing the stealthy thing, I'm chucking stuff, I'm chucking grenades, I'm blowing them up, blowing them up, blowing them up. And then at some point they were like, there he is. And I'm like, shit. So I ran away. And I ran away so far, and they stopped following me. So I was like, cool. Use a sniper rifle, pick up a few stragglers, wander back down, climb back in my bush, start chucking grenades again. Killed a load more, then they saw me, I ran away again. Rinse and repeat. So I did that. 
until I got the hoard down to like a minuscule amount on the bar. But you've got to remember this is supposedly the biggest hoard in the game. So I got it down to like a minuscule amount. But then where I was running away, they didn't stop following me. They chased me. I was like, shit. So I got my machine gun out like... Burr, burr, burr. Using all my tricks, throw it through a few more. I think I was using Molotovs, all of that, and I managed to do it. And I was like, "Wow, proper blown away on that one." I I, I persevered. I stuck at it. I, I went in with like you know determination, and I managed to do it. And I checked the time, and it had taken me an hour. It was one go, and it had taken me an hour. To do that <sighs> like I say a little bit after that I finished the game quote unquote finished it because there are other things to do uh, and I'm still currently playing it like I say trying to clear out hordes but it's becoming quite difficult and picking up missions as and when they appear um, I keep finding like bandit camps and Nero posts all over the place so ultimately as a review of the game, I realise that I like talk about the games I'm playing and then don't ever really review them. So, as a review of the game, what I would say is that um, it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, this is like playing it so many months later is supposedly the fixed, bug-free version. That's not the case. There are still some fairly hefty bugs in it. Um... Things like when you're trying to do button presses and um, he doesn't do what you want him to do. Um, not really bad, but he'll like, you know, you try and like open the bonnet of a car and he just wanders around in a circle sort of thing. A um, couple of issues with selecting weapons. It's like, oh, I'll select this weapon and it gives you a different weapon. Um, but then still thinks you've selected the, like if you were like, oh, I'll get a grenade. And it's like, cool, you wanted a Molotov, right? Like, no, I want a grenade. Oh, well, it says you've selected grenade, but I've given you Molotov. Cool, okay. Um, You know, the odd bit of, like, motorbike disappears through the floor and stuff like that. So it's not a perfect game. There's still... I mean, it's open world, so to remove all those glitches is probably a massive job. Um, It was a good game. I played it, I finished it, I'm going to try and completely finish it before stopping playing it. Uh, I do think that that's probably going to involve getting rid of all of the hordes, and I do think that that's going to get more difficult as it goes on, because they're, they're just going to get bigger ultimately. Um, if I was to give it a score, um, out of 10 it would be like a... Uh, probably an 8. Out of, uh, out of 5 it would probably be a 4. Um, kind of looking forward to playing it again New Game Plus sort of style um, I've nearly got every single upgrade which is not very common in games these days um, still a load of weapons that I don't own which I need to look into um, but yeah it was a good game it's still a good game because I'm still playing it uh, but it's been good um would certainly recommend if you like the zombie stroke survival genre um so yeah that was days gone um i can't 
I can't tell you anything about VR, I'm afraid. Um, I keep talking about this. I noticed when I, been, I did a load of podcast coding over the weekend and realised that all I seem to do now is go, oh, I can't play VR when I'm sick. Um, I'm probably not in a position where I couldn't play it. Um, but as I've said previously, my game playing time is quite limited. Um, and when I've got a game that I'm actually playing and enjoying on the console, that kind of ticks the box for me. Uh, you know, some days I might have an hour. Um, and I don't like to go and play VR late at night because I have to go, I have to go downstairs and be in the dining room. And you, you can guarantee that a cat will ultimately attack me when I can't see it or I'll kick it or whatever. It's just, it's not the right time for playing. I would prefer to play earlier in the evening. What I will say is there's such a huge game drought this year that I will certainly be uh, giving the VR a, a good going over. What I thought was I might finish Days Gone and then have a bit of a VR session. Um, there are no new VR games out and about, so there's that to deal with. Um, so yeah, uh, I can't tell you about any VR I've played because I literally haven't played any VR in the last week. Um, it makes me sad because um, you know it, it, it makes it makes it sound like I don't enjoy it anymore. Or, you know, I've stopped playing it. Which uh, there is an element that I have stopped playing it. That is true, but not like I don't want to play this anymore. More like I just I have to pick and choose my my times. Um, so I will hopefully be um, be able to get back into VR. Probably like I say once I've given. Days gone. Yeah. Uh, once I get it enough time to get it finished and stuff. That <coughs> is ultimately the podcast. I'm hoping that the sound's been okay. Um, if I'm honest, sitting like this has taught me that um, I need to do something about the position of this microphone. Um, and looking at it, I think I know. I know how to do that. I think we'll find out. Um, the last bit is always the same. Talk about uh, going to the gym, for better or worse. I don't know if that's why you guys are here. If it is, let's talk about the gym. Um, ended up going to the gym like a lot at the beginning of last week. Um, and my rest day ended up being Thursday. Um, I then had Friday, Saturday in the gym, I went to the gym on a Saturday night, that was interesting, uh, I went to the gym Saturday night, uh, and then I had a rest day yesterday, um, this isn't necessarily gym related, uh, but this is to do with the the ongoing journey that, uh, that I am on, um, had a bit of a bad time carbs wise, um, Whilst I was at the best point in time, I was really struggling with the what can I eat if it's not eggs? Because the answer was always finding it. It was like, well, it's bread, isn't it? Um, well, I don't want to eat bread because that's carbs. And I'm trying to cut down on my carbs. Okay, so you can eat nothing. And I'm sure that is a very limited view for me as a person on food. Um but there are times when I need, you know, quick meals or I need to be able to just do something quick, whatever. Um, 
the last week has been a bit of a up and down um, mentally, I would say. Um, and uh, something that I'm desperately trying to get away from, but I can't, I haven't done up to this point, is that the first thing to go out the window is when my mental health is affected is my eating. So I haven't gone crazy, but I have lent a little bit heavy on carbs, especially over the weekend. I had a I had a double bread day over the weekend. That means that I had I think I had toast for breakfast. I might have had toast for tea through ease. Um ultimately no surprise that you know there's going to be no surprise when I tell you I stepped on the scales this morning and was disgusted to find out that I'd put weight on and it wasn't a little bit either. Um obviously swings and roundabouts the um, the benefit to putting weight on is it re ignites reinvigorates re whatever's um the path and the journey and I today was like right need to get back on it get rid of these horrible carbohydrates um something that i think i've realized is that i need to address um some cardio stuff um i need to go in the gym get on the treadmill and get the distance quicker and the way to do that is to run it so it's time to you know my breathing's a bit better because of the the you know the illnesses and, and, and things like that subsiding a bit so there's no excuse well no that's not true there is an excuse i'm fat and lazy um but there should be no excuse at this point in time for me to do whatever so i have a a particular workout on the treadmill which i know is a particular distance in a particular time that time is not rounded to the nearest 10 so my objective going forward is going to be to get that time to the nearest 10 minutes um for two and two it's still it's a double double bubble on that one one it takes me less time to do the distance that i want to do and two presumably it's increasing the cardio um i've been trying some things in the gym mixing a few things up did a thing that i saw um dwayne johnson do one time which was, a, he said it was a way that he finished up some of his like arm workouts, which was this thing called a 21-gun salute, uh, which involved using a really light bar and doing this thing where you do um, seven of one thing, seven of another thing, seven of another thing, 21. Um, he was like, make sure you get the lightest bar possible. I was like, really? You know, even for you sort of thing? So, I followed the instructions, I got the lightest bar possible, I gave it a go, and my freaking word, I can see what he was meaning. Um, so yeah, things like that, I've been doing, you know, deadlifts, I think I'm going to increase the weight and just see if I can get it off the ground. Um, chest, I've uh, been struggling with chest, I haven't been able to increase past my maximum, which I'm feeling a bit weird about. Um, but I have increased a couple of other things. I increased um, chest flies and I increased um, like dumbbell um, when I'm doing like, like pushing the dumbbells up for chest. Can't even tell you what that exercise is called. 
um so i increased that and that went that went real nice so it's still it's still progressing forward um maybe not in the way i would like it to but in the way that i'm able to and i just need to keep reassessing and keep keep moving forward um so yeah that is that that is the gym and that ultimately is the podcast so um i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna leave it there tell me what you think to the new audio uh, tell me if you like this sound. Tell me if you uh, think the microphone's in the wrong place. Um, and until next week, I'm going to say bye, and I will see you then. <coughs> so there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done, and another week gone. Where does the time go? Like I said earlier, uh, you know, there is a YouTube channel, um, and if you're watching us there, make sure you are subscribing, because that's uh, that's the decent thing to do. Um, yeah, share it with your friends, family, anybody, people in the street, you know, stuff like that. Everybody can jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, various links for our social media feeds, um, and you can send us some love, failing that, write us an email, and uh, send us some love that way. So there we go. That's this one done. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.